if you are looking into retirement, you absolutely have to have a plan. What Kendall's alluding to there is if you have a plan, we can look at our clients and say, yeah, the market's down, your statement is down, but that may be on just one account. We've already built a plan that takes these things into account to say, this is the normal cyclical cycle of a market. It goes up, it goes down, it goes sideways, it does all these things. But if you have a plan in place, we can look at you and say, retire the day we have planned for. It's okay, because we built a plan around that. If you don't have a plan, then you're going to be subject to the whims of whatever's going on in our world. And right now, there's a lot going on in our world. There's no argument with that. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint, a podcast by 210 Financial. No matter who you are or where you are in life, having a plan for your finances matters. And that's what this show is all about. In each episode, we want to help you gain an understanding of where you are now and where you want to go from here. Hey, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Your Retirement Blueprint Podcast. My name's Kendall Stahl, and I'm alongside my co-host today, Mr. Phil Cooper. How are you? Good. How are you doing? And hi, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, I'm doing good. Good. What have you been up to? Trails, tractors? Mowing. Yeah. Mowing, making trails. Yeah. You know how I am. Just waiting for you to come over to my place. Isn't going to happen. I okay. got plenty to do on my own. Yeah. <laughs> Not even for your grandsons. I do it for my grandsons. Yep, okay. I would do anything for my grandsons. I got a real steep hill. I need you to cut a cut a trail in. I can do that. Come right up. Might need a chainsaw. I got this. Probably not with you and your tractor though. You're more like a bulldozer, aren't you? <laughs> I do like to push things around. <laughs> yeah. Have you broke anything yet? Yes, I have. I have had Good. some repairs done already. Bush hog. You're not supposed to take down trees as large as I was trying to take down. And then I learned from you, you said bush hogs can turn into bulldozers are not supposed to be. The key, what you got to do is you got to run the run the tree over with the tractor wheel first, kind of get her smashed down a little bit. And then chop. And then hit it. Where were you about two weeks ago? <laughs> Anyways, uh, come to me for any tractor driving advice, I guess is what I'm Thanks trying to say. Thanks for joining us for your tractors. <laughs> Tractor uh, commentary today. Today, we're going to talk a lot about um, retiring in a rough or a down market or whatever word you want to use yeah. there. Okay. Um, but as you know, we always start with the question. Okay. All right. So this question is from William. And um, he goes, what are your thoughts on long-term care insurance or, um, or, or should you just use investments for that? I think is what he's trying to ask. Okay. Yeah. Well, William, thanks for the question. So this does come up every day, literally every day in our office. People want to know. Um, usually they bring up this question after they've dealt with a family member, a, a mom or a dad that have gone through some kind of long-term care, and they find out quickly it's very, very expensive if they haven't planned for that. So I'm going to kind of give you a couple of different ideas here. So what we tell people is if you're in a nursing home, if you're in a long-term care facility, there's one thing about you that will guarantee you we know 100% about you. You're alive. You're not dead. And if you're not dead, none of your incomes have slowed down, meaning your social securities, your pension, your investment income, if you've got any rental or farm, whatever your income sources are, those are still coming in because you're alive and well. Then we go back and we say that the average, the national average for someone to be in a long-term care facility is about two years. Now, we all know that person who's been there a decade, right? We all know that Alzheimer's patient that's been there a long time, but the average is two years. So, William, we've got to ask you, do you have enough income to take care of yourself in a long-term care facility for a couple of years? If the answer is no, then where are you going to get the extra money? So the most people would say, well, I'd have to sell something. I'd have to sell a house. I'd have to sell a piece of farmland. I'd 
have to sell an investment and then I could pay for that. Sure. If that is if you have enough of those types of assets, then by all means you may not lean long-term care. If, however, it is a concern to you to say, yeah, I could sell something and pay for long-term care, but then it would leave my spouse or leave my kids in a bad position, then that is the person we want to say, then pause everything and, and strongly consider getting some kind of long-term care coverage. Um, and for the people who have a lot of assets, we just show them how to carve out a piece of that, set it aside for long-term care. It's for somebody who doesn't is already concerned they may not have enough assets to get to the end of their life. Those are the ones who ought to be taking a look at, at long-term care because it's about $100,000 a year now, somewhere between yeah. eighty dollars and $100,000 a year, depending on what level of care. And we got to work on about two years. Now, if you are one of the unfortunate people who has about a 10-year window there, you're going to be an Alzheimer's patient. We need to strongly look at that. So here's the bottom line summary statement, William. Maybe. Maybe you ought to be looking at long-term care. It's going to 100% depend on your situation, what your concerns are, who's going to be left in jeopardy behind you if you don't do something. All right. Here's how I think about it. You can tell me if you disagree. Okay. Um, I hate long-term care insurance because it's really hard to know what the right answer is. Yeah. But I generalize it in saying there's kind of three groups of people. There's the people that maybe got like half a million bucks and or or something like that and and they're going to retire and they're going to have social security and that's it yeah those folks need it absolutely right but it gets pretty darn expensive for them yeah right then there's the then there's the people that are kind of and again i'm just generalizing these numbers but like you know the the million the two the three millionaire um probably has pension social security um they go to long-term care facility. They, they they'll probably be okay, but it's going to eat into their assets a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Those are the folks that um, can afford it, and it can probably make a pretty big difference for, mm-hmm. right? Then there's the 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 people that start, you know, moving up the scale, the five, the ten, the whatever millions. You know, do they need it? Is it going to make a difference to them? Maybe not. Maybe their investments they can take enough risk with those dollars that that potentially could cover it. But at least I think what I found, and you hit on it was it's more of an emotional thing. What did mom and dad do? Yeah. What did what did what did those ch- kids see their mom and dad go through? Did they did they see him uh buy the long-term care insurance and and never need it? Did they see him go to the long-term care facility and it take the family farm from him? Sort yeah, of a thing. Right. So and uh, yeah, there's a lot of things we don't know, William. For example, how long are you going to be in a facility? Are you ever going to go to a facility? If you do go to a facility, how long are you going to live? We don't know those things. So if it's weighing heavily on your mind, then we would we'd want to talk to you and say, let's take a look at your your total portfolio. Let's take a look at your income. Let's take a look at all of your assets and help you make a determination that allows you then to lay your head down at night and sleep. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. Thanks for the question. Yeah, thank um, you. All right. So main topic for today is retiring in an uncertain market. There is no such thing as an uncertain market, is there? <laughs> well, it's going to go up. It's going to go down. It's, like, it's, it's going to go sideways. It goes sideways. It's pretty certain. Goes yeah. three directions. There's only three ways it can go. It's not going backwards. I don't know why people are worried. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is it's been going all three of those directions within about the first hour of every day, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess, um, you know, what are some things we can do when, when when walking into retiring in an uncertain market? And I think obviously you want to back up and say if we if we could go backwards, we'd be building the plan ahead of time oh boy. to make sure that you can retire no matter what happens in a, in a down market. I had... Um, a client that that um, 
had taken a hit recently in his portfolio, and he goes, well, you know, I guess we're just going to have to push off retirement for a little longer. And I, and I was like, whoa, 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 you know, we got a plan here, right? Just because just because your, your statement doesn't look as pretty as it used to doesn't change anything about when you're retiring and things like that. So that's why it's so important to have a plan that can weather any storm when it comes to, to the market so that, you know, maybe one day I can tell you, hey, market looks bad, but doesn't make any difference um, for your plan of retirement. Mm -hmm. But what would we tell somebody that that is walking into retirement? And obviously things are a little little bumpy here in 2022. Yeah, I don't want to discount what you just said. I don't care who they are. If, if, uh, if, you're, if you are looking into retirement, you absolutely have to have a plan. What Kendall's alluding to there is if you have a plan, we can look at our clients and say, yeah, the market's down, your statement is down, but that may be on just one account. We've already built a plan that takes these things into account to say, this is the normal cyclical cycle of a market. It goes up, it goes down, it goes sideways, it does all these things. But if you have a plan in place, we can look at you and say, retire the day we planned for. It's okay, yeah. because we built a plan around that. If you don't have a plan, then you're going to be subject to the whims of whatever's going on in our world. And right now, there's a lot going on in our world. There's no argument with that. The markets are all over the place. Political environment's all over the place. Interest rates are all over the place. Inflation's all over the place. But if you have a financial plan in place that weathers those things, you go ahead and retire on the date that you were supposed to retire. If you're sitting here listening today saying, I don't have one of those plans, then when should you have one? Well, the best time to financially plan is yesterday, but that's gone. So the next best time is right now today. You make a financial plan. We will yeah. help you build some guardrails around your plan to say, okay, we know the markets are going to go all over the place. In interest rates are, are here to, to stay. Inflation is probably here for a little while. The political environment is going to be whatever it's going to be. But let us build guardrails around this thing so you can retire when you wanted to and then let the world do what it's going to do. We, we can help figure those things out. Yeah, the biggest... Well, I think the biggest risk in my mind anyways is what they call sweet sequence of returns risk. Huge. Massive. Um, it is huge. And basically what that means in its simplest form is, hey, if the market's down and you pull money out, you're selling at a low and your portfolio is not going to be able to recover th from that. Um, but little example of sequence of returns is this. Um, so go with me back to year 2000. Let's say you had a, mi uh, a million dollars saved up and you decided to retire and pull out $40,000 a year. And then you adjust that for inflation uh, between 20, or I'm sorry, between 2000 and 2020. So you retire in 2000, million bucks, you pull 40,000 out a year, you adjust it for inflation. You do that for 20 years. Your account balance at the end of those 20 years um, is going to be 470,000. All right. And I'm just taking the, the returns from the market to kind of figure that out. We put a million bucks in the market. We let it there for 20 years. We took 40000 out adjusted for inflation. Left, yeah. All right. In that example, you got $470,000 left, okay, if you take the returns from, 20, from 2000 to 2020. If you flip those returns and you use the returns starting 2020 and go backwards to 2000, still have the same million. You pull the same 40000 out. You adjust it for inflation. Since you started out in a bull market environment, didn't have to take the, the, the tech bubble and those big hits right at first, um, you end up with 
a whole lot more to the tune of $2.3 million On the same rate of return. On the same rate That's of return. That's what's a mathematical conundrum because the rate of return in those 20 years is exactly the same. If you one person it. has 470000 one person's got $2 million. Yeah. That is called sequence of returns, and that is something that absolutely must be planned for. Mm-hmm. If you're going to start living off of your assets, living off of those dollars, the 401k and IRA dollars, you must have a plan that says, let's set some dollars aside for our today money and let the other dollars do their thing, because if not, what Kendall's talking about is going to happen. The market goes down. It takes away your dollars. You reach in and take away your dollars. It's never going to return back to where it came from. But if you do this right, you could be the person with $2 million 20, 20 years from now. Yeah, and the biggest thing is income, right? Like. Um, if you, if you, if, if you get unlucky, right. Cause that's a pretty, pretty, um, um, exaggerated example, I would say, right. That's in a way, worst case scenario. Yeah. It's not, but it, it's, it's a, it's a worser case scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you do it right, you know, the guy that, um, was ending up with that 470, he's probably starting to think about how are we going to continue to get income from how are we that, keep right? it going? And so, um, one of the one of the talking points or questions around this is how do you get income in a down market? And I think that comes down to, you know, sort of setting up some different buckets like we do a lot of time. Yeah. And and making sure you have options around, you know, when the market's down, do you have places that you can pull dollars from um that haven't taken a they big have not hit? Deflated, yeah. yeah. Right. And then on the flip side of that, when the market's up, you know, take the dollars from the more aggressive accounts or something like that. Absolutely right. There's something that uh, – the reason Kendall alluded to that $40,000 a year coming out of a million-dollar bucket, that's called the 4% rule. It's been in effect for the last 20, 30, 40 years. And if that person went from a million to 470000 yeah. if they're going to follow that 4% rule, they should have cut their income from 40000 to 20000 But they can't for two reasons. Inflation has kept growing, and they're used to that lifestyle. Yeah. They're in danger of running out of money. That's the benefit of a financial plan. Okay. So – Figure out how much risk you've got, right? Mm-hmm. I always, I've been saying lately, so I've been in the industry for seven or eight years. I need to figure it out. I keep saying seven or eight years or something. but um, And so t- 2020 was the first time I was in the industry when the market really came apart. And so the thing that I learned in 2020, COVID timeframe, was that either people had no idea how much risk they had inside of their portfolio mm-hmm. or they did. And when it came down to the time to to be okay with it, they weren't okay with it. Mm-hmm. And so make sure if you're retiring into a, a market like we're in today, make sure you understand how much risk you've got and and a plan around that. Absolutely. What about some good things? Like what what kind of opportunities can we have in a in a market like this? Right now, if you are a person who is still working, if you're a person who's not using the money that you've saved, those two individuals now could be one of the greatest wealth building times of our generation. Yeah. Are we at the bottom of the market? I have no idea. I'm not saying that. Don't hear me, don't hear me wrong. I have no idea. But the market has been greatly deflated. If you're working, I hear people all the time. We've had them just this last week. They call their office and say, hey, the yeah. markets are so far down. I'm gonna quit contributing to my 401k. I'm like, oh no. No, do the opposite. Go all in because you just went from the price of the market was here. The price of the market is now down here. Go all in down here. Yeah. And when this thing runs, you bought everything on sale and it's going to run hard. If you're still working, contributing to 401ks and IRAs, do not stop your contributions. If you are a person who is not living off of the dollars you've saved and you're no longer working, 
Do not stop your investment plan. This could be one of the greatest wealth building times of our generation. I heard you say, I think it was you. I'm going to give you credit anyway. All right, give me credit. I heard you say the other day that our industry is the only, only industry that when things go on sale, people start selling and they don't want to go buy the stuff that's on sale. Yeah, it goes the opposite direction. Yeah. I know it. For the last 10 years, 12 years of this industry, it was so easy to make money. The market went one direction. Literally, a monkey was throwing darts at a dartboard and making money. It was easy. Now, it's going to be the, the person who can stay in this thing. Mm -hmm. You, the you the investment uh, person. Stay in the game. You will not be sorry you did. It's going to be a bumpy ride to get there. But I'm telling you, if you're still working, you got years to go to retirement, go more. Look at your monthly budget at home and say, where can we cut some fat out of the budget at home so I can go heavier into my 401k? Mm -hmm. You will not be sorry that you did. I also think that... Um, through these time through through these times, it's a good time to work with an advisor for a couple of reasons. All right. One of them is if you if if you don't have a plan, you need to have a plan. So if your advisor hasn't built any plan out for you mm -hmm. and we're just worrying about how the dollars are invested, not a holistic plan, it's probably time to get a plan. But two, um, at when the market's down, um, it's easy for us as the advisor to step back and say, look, I know your accounts don't look good or your statements don't look good or whatever. But now is not the time to bail because we don't have an emotional connection to those dollars. Right. Whereas uh, you, the the listener or the viewer, you have an emotional connection to those dollars. So when, when, when the market has come apart, um, I, I, I think you, you can start to sniff out the bottom of the market when all the phone calls start coming in and saying, Hey, we got to go to cash. We got to stop the bleeding yep. because that's when, you know, uh, that's when you, I think you can start to know that, hey, it, it's getting down there toward the end because people are starting to bail, right? And and a good advisor is going to not let you bail at that point in time because what happens, literally, I had a client that, that called and they wanted to do that. And if they would have got out on that day, it literally would have been the most recent bottom here the last couple of weeks um, and, and making sure that you don't sell at a low and then have to turn around and buy it back later at a, at a higher um, dollar figure, I think it's super important. A person who has stayed in the market, if you're in the S&P 500 for the last, However forgive years. me, long period of time, yeah. the average rate of return was something like 7 8%, 9%. A person who was trying to time the top of the market, their average return was 2 Yeah, You can't time the market. It'll beat you every time. It's not timing the market that wins. It's time in the market that wins. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Absolutely. What else? Anything else? These are great times. Yeah. These are really great times. I know it's painful times and it's uncertain times. I'm going to tell you right now, folks, this is, these are great times. Coming out the other side of all of this, whatever this is, America will find its footing again. We will be the, the, the roaring lion again of the world. We always are the economic engine that runs our world. Mm -hmm. These are great times. If you can just turn the television off for a while, turn on the podcast. We want you to turn yeah. on the podcast. Turn off the television Stay for a while. Stay on YouTube. <laughs> get off of the newspapers. Get off of the news channels for a while and go out and help your neighbor, serve your neighbor, be the human that you want people to be to you. And you'll come out the other side of this thing. We will be the greatest nation on planet Earth again. I promise I, you. I would also say, to back your point up, this time isn't any different. Like, you know, whenever COVID... Well, this time's different, right? But look, we came screaming back, you know, the the tech bubble, the 9-11, you know, this time is different. We're not going to come back from it. We've always come back came from back it. Came back and came back better. Cir circumstances are maybe a little different, 
but the market always recovers and always has. And if it yep. doesn't, this time will be the first time in history that it's ever happened. And that's not going to happen. This time is not different. So people use the word unprecedented really flippantly. I'm going to tell you, every time I've ever lived through anything in my life that was unprecedented, you're right. It was unprecedented at the time. Yeah. We had never lived through a tech bubble of the early 2000s. We never lived through 9-11. We never lived through the housing bubble uh, crash of 2008. We never lived through going to war in the Middle East. We never lived through presidential uh, scandals and impeachments. But you know what? Every time it was unprecedented, you're right. But we came out the other side and we came out better. Well, this is what America's all about. Yeah. It's the greatest place on earth, so just stay the course. Stay the course. Since you're bringing up history so much, yeah, right? We always kind of, well, not always, we've started ending the show with this week in history. You and I are going to have to battle it out. I don't know which one's cooler. Okay. But this week in history, 1970, James Cook discovered the Great Barrier Reef. I think it's awesome because I've been there. It's, it's really cool. Good but also, <laughs> what else happened? Yeah, good for you. Whatever. <laughs> what else happened? Okay, I'll make a statement. Uh-oh. Yeah, you can combat me on this if you want to, but the greatest president in yep. American history. If you ask me, I would say it would be Ronald Reagan. Yep. You're For a, big a lot fan. of reasons. A statesman. A patriot. Yep. A unifier. A leader. A gentleman. Greatest leader. His funeral was on this date in history. Many, many years ago, I think we've written it on the board there. It was 2004. Okay. And if you haven't, here's something I would advise. I'm not a travel agent, but I would advise you. <laughs> if you ever get to California, visit the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. You won't uh, you won't be disappointed. One there of the greatest go. places. Okay. This week in history. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on Your Retirement Blueprint Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thank you for listening to Your Retirement Blueprint. We hope today's episode helped you gain a better grasp of your finances and clarified a possible path forward in your life. This show is brought to you by 210 Financial, and our team is passionate about helping individuals and families achieve their ideal retirements. If you'd like to talk more about your financial plan, we'd love to talk to you. You can learn more and schedule a call at 210financial.com. Again, that's www.210financial.com. We can't wait to see you right back here next time on this show.